RTHK, the news at 11 with Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, the Cathay Pacific Flight Attendants Union raises the prospect of industrial action. A COVID vaccine nasal spray co-developed by the University of Hong Kong has been approved by mainland authorities and the nation bids a final farewell to the late President Shang Zemin. The Cathay Pacific Flight Attendants Union has threatened to strike or take other industrial action during the Christmas and New Year holidays. It's calling for talks with the flag carrier to discuss what it describes as messy rosters and shortened breaks. The union says it received approval from members to take industrial action. The union's vice chairwoman is Grace Yu. The tone of the meeting is is like harmony because we, we haven't talked to our members in such a big meeting for like two years. Then they share their experience, they share their idea. We collect a lot of brilliant ideas. And then meanwhile, uh, what's the next action? We just want to let you know that we do have 100% agree for the whatever union is going to take for the next motion. So we have fully support from our members. But what's next action is we need to discuss and then welcome more. Cathay Pacific has acknowledged that the airline has experienced some temporary rostering issues as it rebuilds its network. In a written response, the carrier stated that many of the issues had been resolved for the January roster. It appealed for patience as it seeks to settle what it called remaining issues. The airline reassured customers that its flights would continue as scheduled and said there was no need for concern. A COVID vaccine nasal spray co-developed by the University of Hong Kong has been approved by mainland authorities for emergency use, but it's unlikely to be made available here in the near future, as Ada Al reports. The university said in a statement that the nasal vaccine it developed, in collaboration with Xiamen University and Wan Tai Pharmaceutical, is over 80% effective against Omicron variants of the coronavirus for those who are vaccinated. However, its effectiveness in the unvaccinated falls to 55%. The statement said the vaccine has been found to be safe in phase 1, 2 and 3 clinical trials conducted here in Hong Kong, on the mainland and in other countries including South Africa, Vietnam, the Philippines and Colombia. Professor Yun Kwok Yong from the University of Hong Kong's research team said unlike conventional jabs, the nasal vaccine builds immunity in the nasal and throat mucous membranes blocking the coronavirus at its point of entry into the body. One of his colleagues in the research, Professor Ivan Hong, told RTHK the nasal spray has many advantages. It will be a very good vaccine as a, a complement to the current um, injectable intramuscular vaccine. Uh, it could be used as a booster. Uh, the advantage of using this intranasal vaccine, of course, is to uh, it actually confer far better mucosal antibody uh, in the upper airway and also in the uh, nasal mucosa compared to the injectable vaccine. Professor Hong also said at the moment there's no plan to apply for the vaccine to be adopted for use in Hong Kong. Well, I think uh, currently we don't have a timeline yet. Uh, It's been emergency approved in China. Uh, In Hong Kong, I think we will need to wait for the full phase three reports with all the immunogenicity and safety data uh, and clinical effectiveness data. Uh, being handed to the Department of Health and also to the expert panel together with the Joint Scientific Committee for its approval. Another member of the research team, Chen Honglin, said people who are reluctant to get COVID jabs may find the nasal vaccine more acceptable. He said it would be much suitable for anyone afraid of needles, such as children. He said all that's needed is a syringe with a special tape to produce a mist and that it doesn't even require an inhalation device. 
Meanwhile, health officials have reported 9,952 new COVID cases, of which 725 were imported. 60 more people with COVID have died. And now the weather, cool with cloudy periods in the morning and at night. The minimum temperature will be about 16 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees lower in the new territories. Mainly fine and dry during the day tomorrow. The maximum temperature will be around 22 degrees. Moderate north to northeasterly winds, occasionally fresh offshore at first. The outlook, fine and dry with cool mornings in the following few days. Temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. The northeast monsoon is affecting Guangdong. Temperatures currently 17 degrees and the humidity 70%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. China bade a final farewell to the late President Jiang Zemin today. The country observed three minutes of silence as his memorial was held in Beijing. Delivering the eulogy, President Xi Jinping praised Mr Zhang's contributions to China and said he will be missed. Maggie Ho reports. It was a solemn affair at the Great Hall of the People. President Xi Jinping and other mourners observed three minutes of silence at the start of Jiang Zemin's memorial in Beijing. Mr. Jiang's urn was placed at the center of the stage, covered with the Communist Party flag. Reeves from state leaders lined the stage below his portrait. President Xi, who's also General Secretary of the Communist Party and Chairman of the Central Military Commission, delivered the eulogy. We love Comrade Jiang Zemin, and we also miss him because he dedicated his whole life to the Chinese people to national independence, people's liberation and the realization of a national prosperity and spared no efforts in fighting for people's happiness. The president praised Mr. Jiang's efforts to deepen reforms, expand the country's opening up and maintain stability. Comrade Jiang Zemin led us to develop socialist democracy, implement the basic strategy of law-based governance, promote cultural ethical advancement, and achieve the smooth return of Hong Kong and Macau. Push the two sides of the Taiwan Strait to reach the 1992 consensus, which embodies the One China Principle. And he vigorously carried out a major struggle against secessions and Taiwan independence. The president also called Mr. Jiang a great Marxist, a great proletarian revolutionary, statesman, military strategist, diplomat and a long-tested communist fighter. Here in Hong Kong, Chief Executive John Lee led officials in observing three minutes of silence for Zhang Zemin, 
while government vessels paid tribute in the harbour. Courts, hospitals, businesses, schools and the general public also joined in, as Joanne Wong reports. Sirens were heard off the piers in Central at 10 a.m. as government vessels sounded their horns in tribute. All national and regional flags at government offices flew at half-staff as officials watched the live broadcast of President Jiang's memorial in Beijing. At the central government offices, John Lee and his top officials stood in silence as a mark of respect for the late leader. Members of the public also watched the service live-streamed from the capital at designated locations in all 18 districts of the SAR. This was organized by the Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs, Alice Mack, who went to the Kuntong Community Center. We have received many requests from the local organizations asking for any venues for them to arrange the members and the residents to watch the live broadcast of the memorial service. That's why the Home Affairs Department has opened a 21 spots and venues for the residents to watch the live broadcast together. The former president, Zhang Zemin, he focused mainly on the welfare of our general public. And that is why I choose to come here to watch the live with our residents to remember his contributions to the opening up of our country. Mr. Young was among the members of the public who gathered at the Kuntong Center. We miss him very much. We think he had great achievements. I saw that there were many people mourning him at Tiananmen Square. He deserved all the respect. All entertainment and celebratory activities organized by the government were postponed or cancelled. The Chinese gold and silver exchange suspended trading for three minutes as the staff paid their respects, while the stock exchange halted the display of data on external screens. The director of the Langkwai Fong Association says business at bars has picked up by about 25% with screenings of the Football World Cup. But Anthea Cheung also said she hoped the government would further ease COVID restrictions so that arrivals to the city would no longer be banned from going to bars and restaurants in the first three days here. She spoke on RTHK's Backchat programme. Among over 100 members of LKF Association, and we have 50% of uh, members, they are bars and pubs. And so we can uh, just like grab this good opportunity to broadcast the very exciting World Cup matches live, especially just like this year. The matches, they start in the morning, just like 12 a.m. or 3 a.m. And we saw just like our business has increased for about 20 to 25%. American actress Kirstie Alley has died from cancer. She was 71. Miss Alley appeared in a number of films in the 1980s, including Look Who's Talking, was it John Travolta? But she was best known for her role as the insecure bar manager, Rebecca Howe, in the long-running sitcom Cheers. Most episodes saw her character rejecting the advances of the womanising Sam Malone, who was played by Ted Danson. What are you looking at, pretty lady? I'm looking at you. Well, I'm looking back at you. I think I'm beginning to see you in a whole new light. <laughs> well, why don't you tell me what you see? You have a really weird face. Australia's central bank has raised interest rates to a 10-year high and indicated that more hikes are likely in the coming months to try to tame inflation. The Reserve Bank of Australia lifted its cash rate by 25 basis points to 3.1%. In its last policy meeting of the year, Jim Chalmers is the Australian Treasurer. These interest rate rises are already having harsh and heavy consequences 
uh, on a lot of household budgets and on a lot of mortgage repayments. Uh, but the full impact uh, of these rate rises is still to be felt in the economy. Our economy is expected to soften next year and growth is expected to slow as a consequence of higher interest rates as well as uh, the downturn in the global economy. Uh, that's driving uh, a uh, softening of consumption in our forecasts and that's feeding through into a lower growth forecast as well. Sport and at the Football World Cup in Qatar, the round of 60 match between Spain and Morocco has just kicked off. A short while ago, the score was nil-nil. And early tomorrow morning, the quarter-final lineup will be completed after Portugal plays Switzerland in the last round of 16 game. This morning, Brazil cruised into the quarter-finals with a stylish 4-1 victory over South Korea. All their goals came in a blistering first half, as the BBC's John Bennett reports. You know it's a special performance when even the manager is dancing. Brazil boss Chichi got involved in the celebrations after they went 3-0 up in a blistering first half hour. Vinicius Jr. had chipped in the opener on just six minutes after finding himself in space at the back post. Then Richarlison was fouled in the box and Neymar, back from injury, stepped up to roll the ball into the back of the net. It was his 76th goal for Brazil to leave him one behind Brazil legend Pelé who had tweeted earlier in the day that he was watching on TV from hospital. Richarlison scored the third after doing some keepy-uppies on the edge of the box before Vinicius Jr. sent him clear, and Lucas Paqueta's side-foot volley made it 4-0 before half-time. South Korea did score an impressive consolation goal, but Brazil thoroughly justified their status as favourites to win the World Cup. Brazil will play Croatia for a place in the semi-finals. The 2018 runners-up scrapped through over Japan, coming from a goal down to force extra time and eventually shoot out. Croatia's goalkeeper Dominik Livakovic was the hero, saving three penalties from Mario Pasilic, who scored the winning kick. BBC's Isaac Fennan has more details. Croatia have never lost a World Cup penalty shootout and they had keeper Dominic Levakovic to thank for this win. Japan took the lead on the stroke of half-time, their hero against Germany, Rizzo Duan, whipping a ball in that Croatia didn't deal with. Dezan made up, prodded home for a thoroughly deserved lead at half-time. But for all of Japan's progressive play, it was Croatia who would score against the run of play. Centre-back Dejan Lovren delivering a delicious cross and Perisic powering a header into the bottom right-hand corner. Reminder of our top stories tonight, the Cathay Pacific Flight Attendance Union raises the prospect of industrial action. COVID vaccine nasal spray, co-developed by the University of Hong Kong, has been approved by mainland authorities. And the nation bids a final farewell to the late President Zhang Zemin. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist Your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you My dear At twilight time And to one and all A very good Tuesday evening to you The Dying Embers with Wednesday Just around the corner Peter King with you for our nightly Twilight time Playing music from a bygone era Got a good mixture for you tonight Including the likes of Sam Ho, Glenn Miller Guy Lombardo, Patricia Chan And Matt Munro Together At last 
again.